Okay, take your Bible and go to Luke chapter 2, please. Luke chapter 2. I just really, I call it a sermon because anything less than a sermon would be weak sauce. I don't want to say it's a challenge, but it is sort of just a challenge, a devotional. We preach here, but this is a, this is a short sermon. How about that? Okay. So Luke chapter number two, Luke two, and just an observation tonight. And we did sort of this on Sunday night, talking about the, the star, the shepherds and the seekers, the wise men. But tonight I'd like you to look at one little phrase and elaborate on it. That's found in verse number 10. Let's start reading in verse number eight, though. Luke chapter two, verse number eight. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. And that's the title of the sermon tonight, All People. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them." I want to focus on how much of the Christmas story focuses on the shepherds. You know, the shepherds were not a high class of people. In fact, the shepherds were pretty much as low as you could go on the rung of the social ladder. They were people who did not smell good. If you were to talk to a shepherd, it probably wouldn't be for very long unless you were also a shepherd. You would excuse yourself because of the smell as politely as you could probably. They were not people who were highly sought after for social functions or parties or anything. Shepherds were, were really a, a low class, not because of low character, but just a low bottom of the, of the rung of the social ladder in that day. And it's amazing that the angels came and proclaimed the Savior's birth. It's amazing how it happened. It's amazing the multitude of the heavenly hosts. If you can just imagine a black night, no light pollution, nothing at all. The middle of the night, they were outside of Bethlehem. They weren't in Bethlehem because they said, let us now go even unto Bethlehem. So they were outside a ways and then boom, in the sky, a multitude of the heavenly hosts. That's amazing. It's amazing to picture and really think about that. But what's even more amazing or, or is, is to whom those angels came. It was just to lowly shepherds. And by the way, it wasn't just Israel where shepherds were often looked down on. It was in the Middle Eastern countries, all those areas around there. If you think back way into uh, the beginning in Genesis, Genesis 46, when Joseph was moving his family to Egypt, you don't have to turn there. But when Joseph, remember, after he had uh, saved the, his, his family alive, after he'd been sold into slavery years later, and he'd saved up and saved him through famine, but they were getting moved to Egypt, and he said, when you come, don't tell anybody you're a shepherd. 
Now, I'll read Genesis 46, a couple verses, the last two verses. It shall come to pass when Pharaoh shall call you and shall say, what is your occupation that ye shall say thy servant's trade hath been about cattle from our youth even until now? Cows, not sheep. Both we and also our fathers that ye may dwell in the land of Goshen. uh, Joseph is talking now. For every shepherd is an abomination unto the Egyptians. And the greatest birth in history The first call that God made, the first message that he sent was to the lowest rung on the social ladder to the shepherds. That's interesting, isn't it? That's significant because your first call for big news is significant. That says something about you. That says something about that person. Uh, she said, yes, you remember that first call or he asked me, you know, or, uh, I'm pregnant or it's a boy or whatever. You know, I passed my class mom and dad. That's a big deal. Who you text first, who you call first. You think a lot about that person. And God sent the first birth announcement of his son to these lowly shepherds. We're not told their names which makes me understand that it wasn't about those individuals. It was about what they did. All we know is that they were shepherds. The angels did not appear to those in the palace at Rome. They didn't go to Caesar's palace. Uh, No dignitaries, no royalty. The angels didn't go to the civic leader in Bethlehem and, and let him know so the whole town would know. Didn't do that. The angel did not appear to those employed in the temple. No religious rulers. It's said that perhaps these shepherds were temple shepherds, meaning that they were taking care of sheep who were going to be sacrificed in the temple. And yet the angels didn't go to their bosses, the uh, the Pharisees or the priests or the Levites or the scribes, nobody who worked in the temple or out of the temple, no religious people. The shepherds went to the lowly shepherds. You notice in verse number 10, the angel said unto them, fear not, You'll notice whenever an angel appeared to somebody in the Bible, they always had to say that, fear not, fear not, because angels are really awesome to behold. As far as we understand it, we read descriptions elsewhere. Every time an angel was seen, it was falling down, and then they said, don't worship me and don't be afraid either. The Bible says that men are made a little lower than the angels. Angels are messengers of God. That's what angel literally means, messenger. And these messengers, these powerful beings, one, the angel of the Lord, and then a multitude of them at once came to the shepherds. Um, why the lowly? And this is the point tonight, and then we'll have a word of prayer for Sunday, a special word of prayer. Why the lowly? Because God, as we read so often in 1 Corinthians 1, hath chosen the weak things of this world to confound the mighty. He didn't send them to the wealthiest, to the smartest, to the washed, to the worldly wise, to the wealthy, none of that, just to the stinky, smelly people who were just doing their job. And that teaches us a couple of things. You see in verse number 10, fear not for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people, all people. So the two things we learned tonight is this. Number one, the gospel is for all people. There's nobody that you know that the gospel is not for. Do you understand that? Nobody you've ever heard of that the gospel is not for. Nobody, depending on their color or what language they speak or what race they are or what they think or what country they live in or what their country's leaders think, the gospel is for all people. All people. And isn't that a blessing? And I say uh, the far-flung reaches, the nationalities and all that, but but nobody in Shelby is the gospel not for. Nobody in, in Crestline or Willard or Mansfield or anywhere else, Lexington is the gospel not 
for. The gospel is for them. The ones who stink, <laughs> even you and me, you and me, the ones who stink spiritually, therefore you and me, that's what the gospel is for. And then number two, the second thing and the last thing that we learn from this is that we have a model for sharing the good news of the gospel. You and I are to take up the task of the angels. The angels went to the lowly and said, fear not, I bring you good glad tidings, good tidings of glad joy, which shall be to all people. So the shepherds went, they saw, and then what did they do? Look at verse number 20. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. I have to think that whenever you talk to that shepherd going forward, he had a story to tell, didn't he? He wasn't keeping his light hidden. He wasn't keeping this a secret. If you were willing to listen, he was willing to tell. Well, you and I have that very same commission tonight. You know what it's called? We call it the Great Commission. Jesus Christ, the last thing he told us before he left was to go tell everybody. Tell everybody. There's that parable how we're to go uh, to the highways and the hedges, the gutters, the ditches, and compel them to come in. So this church is for everybody because the gospel is for everybody. We're looking towards Sunday night, Sunday morning, of course, but Sunday night, there's more of a hook to invite somebody because of what's going on. But when, when you invite somebody, don't think, I wonder if this person will be welcome. I wonder if they would fit in. Uh, the gospel is for that person. Who can you tell this glad, good tidings of glad joy because it is for all people. We're going to have a word of prayer here tonight, just maybe three or four minutes, and we're right exactly on time, if not a little ahead of time. And I want you to maybe see if you can uh, maybe get a partner if you're sitting with somebody. You don't have to do that, but would you pray for Sunday night specifically? Would you pray for the choir, pray for the kids, and then pray for the message, the Bible message. There'll be a lot of verses read throughout the choir presentation, the musical, uh, all about the gospel. Pray that your visitor that you've invited comes. Pray they are welcome. They have a great time. And pray that somebody receives the gospel that night. Most of all, pray that Christ is preeminent and Christ is glorified, okay? So right now, just for two or three, four minutes, and then I'll uh, close us in prayer in just a moment, okay?